Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one, because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my learned friend, Frank. How are you today? I am doing quite well, Timothy. I am feeling quite knowledgeable about uh, superheroes your learned voice sounds like eddie izzard doing marilyn manson (laughs) (laughs) see i was going for the sort of professorial like you know uh, with a a pipe in my mouth and and elbow patches and everything it it started that way and then it went into Jesus crazy. Like what are you <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. All right. All right. That's fair. I deserve it. Yeah. That. I deserve it. I like I like all of those things though, so I'm I was quite happy okay. with your well, with your reference. Right on. Right on. I love it. I, I, love I would it. like to know what beer you are drinking. I am drinking no beer, Frank. <gasps> what? I'm, I'm no drinking no beer. So so I went to this Fourth of July party, you see. Yes. And at this Fourth of July party, this uh, I go mostly every year, and it is the family tradition that we play bingo at mm. this Fourth of July party. And you would think that sounds like we're like a bunch of octogenarians or something like that. But if you've never well, I've played, met you, so if you've never played drunk bingo, Frank. Then you're, <laughs> or at least play bingo while other people are drunk. You're yeah. missing out. Okay. So, so this year I've never won, but this year I actually won. Ah, oh, congrats! And and there are three rounds, and I won one of the rounds, and I won a lotto ticket. Won no money, of course. Wow. Um, and then and I won a bag of nips. And ah. there is a huge range of alcohol in there. There's there was two vodkas, two gins, a whiskey. Um, absinthe, like there was a, yeah, there was a a whole range of stuff. And so I pulled from the, I pulled from the nip bag because Mm -hmm. when else am I going to pull out a nip and drink it? Bag of nips. I got nips, bag of nips. And so I am drinking an Evan Williams Honey Reserve, um, which is a very smooth Kentucky liquor. Nice. Quite good. Mm -hmm. I've tried, um, I've tried Evan Williams before. So it's a bourbon, right? I've tried Evan Williams before, but not the honey. I've tried just the sort of their regular bourbon. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I would be interested to see what that's uh, that's like. It's quite good. I love Probably honey good. whiskey and honey. But I yeah. Like, if I if you were going to give me a drink and you're like you have to choose between like one of these whiskeys, I will always choose honey. Right on. Okay. No matter no matter what. I didn't know that about. Yeah. You. I like that. Yeah. yeah I like it, a, I like it, good honey whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. It couples with the kind of burning sensation that whiskey offers anyway. You know, like people. You know, sometimes they'll drink a whiskey or whatever, and they'll be like, smooth. To me, yeah. I'm sometimes like, yeah, smooth. 
<laughs> okay. So smooth. Um, depends on my mood. Depends on my mood. But a honey, a honey uh, whiskey will never feel that way to me. It always is smooth. Nice. It's great. Nice. Good to know. I love it. Solid. Anyway, yeah. What are you drinking? I am drinking a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. I freaking love that bottle. Isn't that cool? It's that's, a skeleton cool. wearing like a a uh, a Batman a bomber, red a bomber red sun hat. And a, yep. Okay. Yeah. Batman red sun hat. Yep. That'll that'll work. Yep. Yeah. It's just a fur hat with flaps. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. What are those yeah. called? Like, uh, I have one of those. Like the babushkas. No, no. I don't know. But I I forget what that's called. But I have one of those too. Flap, actually, the flap winter hats. Um, mm-hmm. there is a bomber hat. No. I don't know. No, what it's I don't think but so. But anyway, could be a could be a bomber mm-hmm. hat. That's a bomber. Be. He's wearing a bomber jacket. It's a bomber jacket. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember a hunter cap. I don't know. Uh, well, hunter caps are usually plaid, but it's the same style. Yeah. So maybe it is just a hunter cap. Hat. I'm looking. It, maybe it, it, it's called a bomber hat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was your one look up. Oh damn it! Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, that I mean, that's going to make the rest of this conversation uh, less intellectual. Um, Timothy, what are we speaking, uh, conversing on this fine day? Uh, we are conversing on a series of books, my dear friend, and not just regular books, but I could say they are they are comic books, but they're not actually comic books. They're books about comic books. Whoa, that's and the comic meta. Book ind- I know, isn't it kind of meta? Yeah. Um, one of them is written by an author known for meta, actually. Whoa. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, so we. You know that we're true geeks because we don't just watch comic book movies or TV shows, and we certainly don't just read comic books, but we also read nonfiction books about comic books and about the creation of superheroes and their creators and the industry and their their impact on society and all these different things because we're super cool people, Frank. I would say so. I would say so. Yeah, I would say that anybody listening to this right now um, definitely should know what they're in for because we are. I mean, it's on the tie. It's on. It's in the name, guys. We're geeks. We're huge geeks. Um, we're we're big enough geeks that we started a whole show to talk about how geeky we are, and now we are showing that by reading books about the comic books that we like. Mm-hmm. So, and exactly. and over the last, I would say, year. Or so you and I, definitely our whole friendship, but especially the last year, you and I have both dug into uh, a couple of nonfiction books about comics and about heroes and so forth um, that have caught both of our interest. Absolutely. And so we've read some of them are are different from one another. Some we've crossed paths on the same on the same thing. Mm -hmm. I've Mm -hmm. had to read a few more because of some classes uh, that I've been doing. So. I so some of my range is a little bit different than yours, but yep. books books we've definitely read not together, you know, like huddled up on the couch with our beer. <laughs> but book books club. we've de- book club books we have definitely read together. Um, we've read Slugfest, the epic rivalry inside the epic rivalry between DC and Marvel Comics. Yes, we've read Marvel: The Untold Story which is basically the history of Marvel Comics, starting uh, from Timely Comics and yep. then moving moving forward. Um, we have read Super Gods by Grant Morrison, the look at superheroes and what they can tell us about us in our world. That's right. And I think those are the three that we've read 
together. Did you read Superman by Larry Ty? So I actually have it sitting on my shelf yeah. right over there. I have not read it yet. Okay. I had to read. I actually had to read a bit of it for a paper okay. that I wrote. I knew you owned but, a copy of it, and I wasn't sure if you've read it. Done. Okay. Okay. Yes, but I have not. I have not read it yet because okay. I'm reading the um, 900 page. Um, I'm reading the 900 page biography of George Washington by Chernow. So right. I. I have no room in my schedule for such things as Superman. Good heavens! But I no. want to read a good heaven. But I want to read it so bad. Anyway, I mean, I'm reading the biography because I want to. It's not no one's forcing sure, me. Sure. So you've read that one. I've read that by... one. Love that one. Larry Ty. <laughs> Larry Ty. And I'll put links to all these books in in the show notes. By the way, just in case you're interested in any of them. And which ones we would recommend, and which ones we maybe we wouldn't recommend. Correct. Perhaps. Um, spoiler. Pretty much recommend all of them. Yeah. Um. I've read, I have read the Wonder Woman this, one. I've read two Wonder Woman ones okay, actually. I've yeah. read the Secret Life, the Secret History of Wonder Woman by Jill Lepore, which is actually a little bit more of a biography on Marston. Okay, then or and then like it's a lot of biography on Marston, and then it, it gets into it gets into other it gets into other bits, but it's not really a dis- dissection of Wonder Woman so much as Marston. Okay. Which is interesting. Um, if you saw the movie Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman, that yes. was one of the main the main influences. Okay, it was of that one film. I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which took, uh, I would say, a bit of liberty with the, with the story, but I'll, I really enjoyed that movie actually, though. So I I would also recommend that. And then I read two two others. I read um, Wonder Woman Unbound. Oh, yes. by by Tim Hanley, and then I read. I read his Catwoman one, which names is escaping me for a second. So um, I'm actually just going to use my, I'm going to use my lookup for. Would I'm that be the look. many lives of Catwoman, the felonious history of a feline f- fatale? Fatale, yes, femme fatale, yes, that's the one. I didn't have to use my lookup. Thanks so much. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the one. And the, he has a Lois Lane book. Ooh. That I have not read yet, but he has those three so far. So he's done Wonder Woman and Catwoman, and now Lois. I'm into that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, those are very. So let's uh, let's start with stuff that we have read together, and then we'll and then we can tell each other about the other books that we haven't read. Cool. Okay, cool. So you just finished not too long ago, Super Gods by Grant Morrison, I right? Did. Yes. Yes. So, so let's start with that one. I haven't read it in a few years, but I teach a graphic novel class. And that book was a huge influence in like a springboard for how to approach that topic because I most people take graphic novel classes because they want to learn about the history of superheroes. They don't necessarily want to read Asterius Polyp or Fagin the Jew or Persepolis or anything like that. And while those are or Maus or something, which those are a lot of those are important pieces, they're not what draw people into the class so you have to like give the people what they want to then get them to go where you want them to go right rule of rule of teaching anyway um so you read so i recommend super gods to you what did you think about super gods i thought it was it was um so as you'd expect from grant morrison it gets pretty heady and pretty uh intellectual and and you have to like kind of follow his thinking but he is such a brilliant thinker and brilliant writer and he is his experience um, with with comics, you know, being from Scotland and, and sort of having a, a, an international view of American 
uh, mythology is really refreshing and really, really interesting and different, I think, than a lot of the perspectives that you get from other authors, you know, like the authors of uh, the author of Slugfest, Reed Tucker. Um, I, I, I think that uh, the American point of view is one that we hear a lot and like, oh, this is our mythology and these are these are what these characters Superman's kind of like our Hercules or, you know, or whatever. But but hearing a Scott talk about this stuff was really just like a person from the other side of the pond period someone from you know europe at all is really really interesting uh to get what what he how he looks at it sort of having kind of digested this stuff all at once um and and having a totally different look and view at these characters so i thought it was really really cool a lot of his stuff uh you know he's very sort of um psychedelic in his his thought process and and uh he talks about a lot of that stuff which to me didn't really speak to me as much but his his analysis of the history and the meaning of of the characters and then also of like the behind the scenes stuff that happened at dc and marvel was really really interesting and and added a different layer than any other book or, or story that i've read or heard about about this stuff before yeah, I agree. I especially agree with your bit about the international perspective that he brings because he talks about he talks about books in and their and the importance of some titles in Super Gods that other writers probably not I wouldn't say ignore but probably wouldn't touch upon in the same way because yeah. he's giving a different perspective. So he talks a great extent about why Marvel Man is an extremely important book for the growth of the industry. So people always talk about like Oh, Watchmen is so important because of this, and The Dark Knight Returns is so important because of this, and blah, 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 books like that. But people ignore stuff like Marvel Man. Uh, sometimes they ignore stuff like 2000 AD, which is a huge British imprint, most famously for Judge Dredd, among many other things. Yes, but, that's right. But he, so he is able to dive into that stuff and talk about it with the same eloquence and zeal as much as he's able to talk about Batman or Superman or Spider-Man or whatever else, he is clearly a DC guy, which is very interesting when you read this book. Like what he talks about as the important things in the industry, most of it is DC. Like really, I think. Well, I mean, True. and and then because as much as as much as people maybe rag on DC in certain eras, they're the DC's. Apart from Marvel's Silver Age, like boundary pushing in the Silver Age with Stan Lee and Ditko and Kirby, um, as kind of their their um, you know their triangle of triangle of creators, it's DC that was playing it safe. But like, but the times that they didn't play it safe are the times that those books lasted, right? right. And so, in a way that in a way that not all of Marvels are as important. Um, and he, and he kind of talks about, and he talks about that a bit. I thought that I, I like that. I like that perspective and he doesn't rag on Marvel. I'm not saying that, no. but there's a time in which things are, when you're talking about the birth of an industry, the first one out of the gate is going to get talked about a lot, right. which, and that, that makes a huge, that makes a huge difference. Um, speaking about for both companies too, which is so, you know, he's, he kind of knows where his bread's buttered. Exactly. Yeah. He, he did, you know, he got famous one real famous like superhero ones you got animal man he did jla and then he hopped over to marvel and he did new x-men and then he went back to dc 
and did Batman for a long time, and then he's been all over the map. I think he's coming out with Green Lantern. I think he's on. The, he's the next writer on the wave of Green Lantern. Oh. I know, crazy space Grant Morrison. I'm like that. I'm there. I'm there for that. Like, where has that been all my life? Because like he is the guy. I mean, like Jeff Johns notwithstanding, he is the guy to write the trippy space adventures of the space cops with the rings that can do anything. Literally anything. Can you imagine? He's got. He has the. The rings can do anything. Grant Morrison's mind can do anything. Mm-hmm. So, what is that going to give you? So, as long as the artist can keep up with the imagination of, as long as the artist can keep up with the imagination of the writer, we're in for I think a real a real treat. I don't know if his is a limited runner. If he's the new ongoing writer, I'm not positive, but. Either way. And then, of course, he has the Invisibles, which you just grabbed from your shelf. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Because, like, if you've ever read that, the, the, the Invisibles is some real crazy stuff. Like, that's crazy, out there, weird, weird stuff. Um, and so I'm just thinking, like, this this level of, as I page through uh, my trade paperback, um, this level of crazy imagination applied to Green Lantern is... Mm-hmm. Is it Green? Is it the Green Lantern title or Green Lantern Corps? I think it's Green Lantern Corps. That seems more. Up so it's how. So it's Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern, and the Green Lantern Corps, yeah, Corps, whatever it is. So, but I think that title's ending to oh. bring in. So, like for his title to start fresh. I see. I think okay. that's the cool. I think that's the deal. But cool. I'm not totally up on that exactly. But either way, that Super Gods, you mentioned the rivalry between DC and Marvel a little bit ago. So let's talk about Marvel the Untold Story and then Slugfest at yeah, the same time. Sure. I think we can we yeah, can do both we of those. Can talk about both. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel the Untold Story we read first. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the first ones you recommended to me uh like a year or so ago and that one was really good. Uh maybe a couple of years ago. That was a really interesting just a purely follows chronicles the the history of marvel comics from the very very early days um through the last you know couple of years it kind of touches to on, on the beginning of the mcu and sort of like and now today they're in the movies how about that anyway that's it that's true that's how most books end up yeah, because the yeah. information isn't right re- like you could talk about what happened in the office in the 1970s nobody cares anymore right well, we not everybody's that. even around anymore now. No, that's all lock and key right now. We have no idea what's happening. Right, 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 right. And so, but there'll be another, there'll be another version. Oh, sure. You know, in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Sure. And then I'll read that one too, because I want to know what happened in that 40 year gap. Me too. I really want to know like all sorts of like, well, we'll get there. Um, God, do I want to know the conversations about the new 52? That's what I was just going to say. That's what I was going to say. I'm dying to know like during that era of, you know, five to seven years ago when like, when the 52 kicked off and right before and right after and during, I want to know, eh, I'm really curious about that. That's like the juiciest thing for me. But, you know, in 10 or 20 years, like you said, we'll, we'll get a book about that. Uh, but Marvel Comics, The Untold Story was really cool because it, it really is a very, it's very um, easy to understand, but, but it's a really good thorough um, telling of everything that happened. And it, it pulls from lots of different primary sources, different interviews with different people who were there in the offices in like the 60s and 70s and and beyond and all the struggles that Marvel went through and and everything else. It's also fairly unbiased, which I appreciate from a nonfiction point of view, because they could be, 
you a book like that you could gloss over the the edgier bits of of life at Marvel or you could be like, oh, it was really like this. And, you know, yeah. Stan Lee was a great guy to everybody. And, you know, like because, you know, like you love Stan Lee. So but actually, that's not true. He wasn't a great guy to everybody. No. Just like, you know, Bob Kane wasn't a great right. guy to everybody. That... Oh, like over at D.C., you yeah. know, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. This book made those, me realize those just things matter. the places where Stan Lee maybe kind of screwed over Jack Kirby or. Sal Buscema or, you know, any of those guys. And, like, St- and, St- and, and Ditko. Steve Ditko. Yeah, R.I.P. You know, may he rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. So very recent. So th- th- those things make a, h- a huge difference. Yep. Did you know Steve Ditko created the Blue Beetle for DC? You know, I didn't what? know that, but I saw that I, in like a, an obituary. How crazy is that? I didn't know that. That's I didn't know that either. That was crazy. Yeah. I, 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 I know somebody asked the question, like, why why blue beetle and i don't remember where i read this story but somebody was like why blue beetle and because and the answer was because it sounds better than green beetle because the blue <laughs> because the blue beetle was a response to the green hornet oh sure okay yeah so that was yeah very yeah very cool so anyway um so that's Marvel the Untold Story. The crazy thing about that one, which also happened a lot in Slugfest, was the Jim Shooter years at Marvel. Oh, sure, were just yeah. So interesting to me because here's a guy that's been writing comics since he was literally a kid. And and you know, DC didn't know he was a kid, creator of the Legion of Superheroes, didn't know he was a kid until they called his house and they were like, Hey, I have this story for you to run down and they were like, Wait, how old are you? I'm 14. Let me talk to your mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I couldn't believe you told me that actually on on Supergirl TV talk. And Oh yeah, and, did I? Yeah, and then cuz we were talking about the Legion, and then I read Slugfest where they touched on that. And I was like, "Holy crap, like that is just so crazy. That is just mm-hmm. so crazy." Um yeah, that's yeah. just yeah. nuts to me. Yeah, now, now Slugfest on the other end, it, it's billed as the epic rivalry between Marvel and DC, but because DC as national publications that exist for so long before Marvel hit its heyday in the sixties, a lot of slugfest is kind of like Marvel, the untold story, but it's from DC's perspective. Some of it. Yeah. Like the, the, not all of it. It's no. not strictly that, but, 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 but there's yes, a lot the, of DC in there. Yes. Yes. The, the start, the, the beginning of it, right. Cause the first like 20, 30 years or so are, are, mostly dominated by DC. Uh, of course, D, you know, uh, Marvel was around under different names and under different pieces, but it's sort of yeah, it starts it starts there. Um it, it is. I do feel I do feel as though it's sort of um it it I think the author is a little bit of a Marvel fan, so and I think that comes through a little bit in sort of he has a little bit of more interest in in the marvel side of things and in the dc side of things so once marvel comes around and once especially he starts getting to the movies and stuff that comes through a bit Um, i agree but uh but still it is a really i mean it's the closest thing that we have to a dc the untold story um which i just want so bad yeah yeah me too i really do too um i want it it like i wanted to read harry potter 7 i just want that story so bad (laughs) right right i while we're talking about um, uh, Slugfest, it's worth mentioning, and I'll, I will put a link to this in the show notes as well, um, that there is a podcast, a limited-run podcast. Uh, it's called Business Wars, 
and uh, our friend Brent from Suicide Squadcast and Fans Without Borders and my my co-host on Untitled Tech Podcast recommended this to me. It's called Business Wars, and they basically do limited series of like seven episodes each on different business rivalries. And they did a, a set of them on Marvel versus DC, and they interviewed the author of Slugfest for it. Oh, so cool. it's like seven episodes. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's like seven episodes or so, and they're like 20, 30 minutes. They're short. I, I binged them all in like an afternoon. Um, and yeah, it, it covers the whole the whole history of uh, uh, of basically the whole Marvel DC rivalry. It's a condensed version of this book. Um, and so if you're interested in it, but you don't have the time to read the whole book, this podcast is a pretty good um, pretty good thing. And at the end, they have like an interview with the author of Slugfest. Um so it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I recommend that. But it's it's cool to trace the whole arc of of this, not not the entire arc of this medium through this book, but pretty close. You know, it, it covers the major the major stuff from from the 30s onward, which is sort of the bulk of the history. But and it was really cool to me. What I where I learned the most because where my 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 uh, comic book knowledge is the most spotty is in the. 80s, 70s, 80s, at the dawn of the um, comic book retailer, you know, comic book shop mm-hmm. um, trend, when that started, how that started, and the relationship that the publishers had with with um, retailers and what that meant for the industry. So the different gimmicks that they would uh, try to sell books and, and what that meant for the big comic book boom of the early 90s um, when everybody was buying up a million copies of X-Men and of Superman 75 and all this kind of stuff because mm-hmm. they thought it would be worth money one day. It, it helped me kind of understand how we got to that point where people were buying 10 copies of Superman 75 thinking they were going to pay for the kids college with it. Right. Oh, well, that's a good point. If you, that's a, it's funny because sometimes you take information that you know for granted. Yes. Like you don't know where you got that information. You just have it in your brain. And then so when you read about it like again and again and again you're like yeah 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 i know this bit you know and so i know that this happens but i don't know how it happened and now from reading this book i know that's cool there is a actually a whole book about the birth of the comic retailer um i don't know what it's i don't know what it's called um to be totally fair but i do know that there there is actually a book about it and there is an audible version of that book if you are so inclined right to to listen to it instead so that's those two, and I think th- that ends books that we read together. Yes, it does. Do you want to tell me about the Wonder Woman books? Yeah, sure. Um, so secret, the secret history of Wonder Woman. I, it, it's a, it's probably the densest read out of all of these. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it unless you're like super invested in learning about Marston. And then, like, his thought process, his life, and everything that led to Wonder Woman in that direction. And then eventually it does get into more Wonder Woman bits, but it takes a long time to get to that space. If you're more interested in the character than the creator, I would recommend Wonder Woman Unbound, which was super, super interesting. Starts with the birth of the character, and there's some really great insights into her the early Wonder Woman years, her relationship with Steve Trevor, and then the different eras that she, the different eras that she goes through to get to the the place that she is today, including the film. The book was published right while they were filming the first movie, so oh, she cool. had appeared she had appeared in BVS already 
So and but that's kind of where the book ends. And they said, like, we'll see if the movie's good. Right, um, that's right. kind of, you know, one of one of those. Um, but the the beautiful part about Wonder Woman is that her book always has to be published for DC to maintain the rights. Um, otherwise, they revert back to the Marston family. So oh. she can never she can never go out of publication. That which so is her, her title has to be published, or or her, she, the her, character needs to be published. Her title has to be published. It always has to be in publication, and there can only be a gap of like, I want to say it's like anywhere between one and three months. It's like a, a limited amount of time, like for business reasons, if yeah. somebody's late on a book or whatever. Right, like there's right, a reason, right, right. like, but like she always has to be in publication. And so, which means that there's a lot to dissect when it comes to Wonder Woman telling Wonder Woman's story because she's gone through a lot of different transitions. And then on the flip side of that, the Catwoman book, um, Catwoman makes very few appearances in her early bit of her career because she doesn't have her own title until the 1980s. And so she's just a villain, like, popping in and out, popping in and out. So that one isn't as dense when it comes to when it comes to material to dissect and learn about Catwoman. And it doesn't – it not really until the 1980s, and then they can really dive. They can hmm. really dive into it. But by that point, you know, you're only a couple decades away from, you know, from the modern age. Sure. Um, so I – if we're looking at the two, I would recommend the Wonder Woman one over the Catwoman one, unless you're a bigger fan of Catwoman. But both are incredibly enjoyable reads. They're easy to read, lots of good information, really, really nice insights into into those characters that you probably wouldn't think of yourself because you're not... When you read comics, especially when you're a fan from a kid, you're not really looking into things sometimes you know what i mean you're just you're reading them for enjoyment's sake and so looking at somebody who's like spent hours and hours and hours if not years analyzing a certain era or uh of a character some pretty cool stuff i'm sure the lois lane one is also good because she may not have always had her own title and still technically doesn't um but she's always been in publication lois is always in a superman book there's never a time when she's not she did have her own title at one time Yes, she did. I mean, like, I mean, uh, like a, a modern title. It's just not oh, a modern I title. See. Yeah, yeah. That's that's sorry. That's what I meant. So, um, so those are those two books. Tell me about the Superman book. I'm. I will. Yeah, I'm. I'm adding the Lois Lane book to the show notes too, in case anyone's curious. So it is there, even though neither of us have read it. It is there. Superman: The High Flying History of America's Most Enduring Hero. By Larry Ty is a really enjoyable read if you're a big fan of the character like I am. It was written, it was uh, published in 2013, so for the 75th anniversary of the character, mm. um, and it 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 covers everything from the very beginning of the reign of the Superman, early idea that Siegel and Schuster were playing around with when he was actually a villain, the one-shot story they published, and then the evolution into the character we know, the radio show, the comics, the movies, the serials, the TV shows, all the way through uh, up to... uh, It definitely covers uh, Superman Returns, and maybe it's... That was the year Man of Steel uh, came out, so I don't. Mm -hmm. it obviously doesn't cover Man of Steel, but I think it probably touched on the fact that another movie was coming, um, yep. if I remember correctly. And it really does a really... It's, it's I think, the only authorized book of its kind that covers the full-fledged everything about the character, um, you know, uh, and his history. 
um, and all the all the people behind it. So if you were ever ever curious about which writer came up with what aspect of the character or whatever, it's all in there. Um, you know, the Whitney Ellsworth era in the 50s where there was no killing, all, 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 all this stuff when, when that became a thing. Everything is in there. I really, really enjoyed it. It's very, it's very concise, but while being very um, fleshed out and gives you all the little juicy details you want to dig into if you're a big fan of that character. That's good. That's good. I, I'm definitely going to read it. I just um, sometimes, you know, when you have a book, you're like, yes, I have that. I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I totally. have to I have to I have to get to that. Um, total, total side note, fiction book. I just saw it on my shelf. I forgot it existed until this very moment, but I remember how much I love it. Do you remember The Last Days of Krypton by Kevin oh, Anderson? Oh, my God. What a great book. Isn't that an excellent book? I've like, read it like three or four times. I got my copy of it autographed by him at Dragon Con a few years ago. I love that book. Mm-hmm. It is. If if you if you're a fan of the show Krypton, and you, you owe want it to more, to read the book. You owe it to yourself to read it. I mean, it's not the same. Obviously, it was you know, but like, but the um, but it's a really well in. Really, well, really well written, intriguing take on the last couple. I'd say the last couple of years, right? Last couple of years of Krypton's history before it yeah. goes boom. Krypton got it. Definitely um, months, if not years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he did another one. He did a enemies. enemies I think it's called allies. Enemies and Allies, which is Batman and Superman together. But I actually enjoy Last Days of Krypton more, even though they're not in it. I did like, too. But I love yeah. the fact that it's it's Superman. Enemies and Allies is. Superman meets Batman in Cold War 1950s America, which is super cool. It's not as good. It's not quite as good as uh, The Last Days of Krypton, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. And Bruce Wayne is basically 007 in that novel. And it's Mm -hmm. so much fun. Yep. Yeah, it's good. All good stuff all the way around. Well, that was fun, Frank. I'm glad that we got to chat some books. That was that was great. Yeah. Um, so you can find us on BeWithGeeks.com. You can also find us on ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. Check out all of our ThoughtBubble Audio shows, including but not limited to uh, a bunch of shows, plus Frank's new one uh, called Untitled Tech Podcast, in which he is breaking down some tech with Brent. you want to tell, tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we're not developers. We're not experts. We just really like tech. We like our iPhones. We like our iPads. We like our computers a lot. and uh, And we talk about all of it you know we've been trying out the betas of the new ios and we've been just sort of like being like oh cool that's a cool new feature they're going to introduce this september so we've been trying that out and then of course i'll also be at stark expo live this uh this fall in atlanta georgia september 1st with brian austin green and friends and we'll be doing a night of podcasting for charity live you could donate you can come to the show check it out link is in the show notes stark expo live at eventbrite.com very good. Very good. All right. Well, that means you can also find us on all other places that podcasts can be found, like the Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Play and all other such things like that. You can also rate and review us on the iTunes Store, which would be super cool and very helpful of you. You, I can also recommend to read all of these books because they were all magnificent and wonderful. And if you're interested in such things, it actually really even makes you appreciate, say, going to watch a Marvel film or a DC film much, much more. Yeah. To know a lot of the history of these characters and where they come from and sometimes how miraculously they end up on screen it's true. in and of itself it's true. is pretty amazing. 
So I think that's it from us. So until next time, cheers. cheers.